Hey everyone, before we start the podcast, just wanted to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full-service creative agency with offices in Edinburgh, Scotland, and Brooklyn. Our specialty, amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair? You already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host on this very podcast, Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Go do it yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com I'm not a political type. My grandfather was a natural political type. I think I, personally, am the antithesis of the politician as I saw my grandfather, who was the politician. He was ideal. What he loved to do was what politicians are expected to do. Don't you? No, I don't. I don't enjoy. I'd rather read a book in a plane than talk to the fellow next to me. Yes, ma'am. I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am. This is... Yes, ma'am. This is... This is the present. I know, no, this is the real thing now. So the weather's good over there? Um, yes, if that's the way you want to open the podcast is talking <laughs> no. about the weather. No, I'm, that's I mean, good. That was... No, no, it's like small talk that strangers have. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> well, that was the thing. It's because the one thing everybody can agree upon, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna ruffle any feathers by talking about the weather. Ah, but the joke in Minnesota is if you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes. That's that's weird because the joke in Texas it, it just wait five minutes. Yeah, so you got uh, ten minutes on Minnesota. <laughs> everybody's everybody's got that joke. And then you but, have the uh, joke, the Mark Wayne Twain joke about San Francisco was yeah. the uh, the coldest winter I ever spent was uh, December in San Francisco. Yeah, and he was cold because it does get uh, no in the summer. No, I do you see what I did there? Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. That was like a joke, kind of like I, the joke. I, I, I was doing a postmodern take on uh, Mark Twain. <laughs> on the, on the Mark Twain classic. Yeah, because that like what the they call. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the joke that the uh, Koreans just pulled on Trump. Oh, 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 yeah. There's a lot involved with that. Uh, okay. One what, kind of a savvy, a savvy world leader on the world stage. The other... Former host of The Apprentice Solving Problems Between Meatloaf and Little John. Yeah, so... So, so which what is was, which? What, what happened there? I kind of heard little bits and pieces about it, but what was going on with the Korea thing? Well, it's canceled, and Trump's taking responsibility for canceling it, but I don't know, just looking at the bigger picture of, all right, here's North Korea about to go to the table and negotiate over uh, dismantling a nuclear arms uh, program. Oh, what did Trump do a few weeks before? Oh, he he didn't back out of uh, the Iran uh, nuclear deal. Uh, he he violated it. Oh, Stop yeah. backing out. He <laughs> he just violated the deal. Yeah. 
So, that, so I, mean, that's, that's... I don't know. I was trying to Google around just to get a take on uh, on that. Was that a factor of that? Of North Korea backing out, looking like, well, you know, United States can't be trusted on on their nuclear deals because they, they're not backing out of the, as Trump says, they, they violated, they clearly violated the Iran nuclear deal. Right. You know, I was in, so we were just talking about the weather. But, you know, I was by the way, the weather sorry. conversation is a lot lighter. <laughs> it, was, it was good. But speaking of the, I was in, uh, where was I? I was in London yesterday, just for the day. Londini, Londinium, as um, the Romans called it. And here's a, mm. I, over, I overheard a conspiracy theory down there. This is pretty good. Go ahead. Is, is it yeah. about uh, Harry? Yeah, it is kind of. They still had all the stuff from the wedding was still up and everything. And I just kind of overheard this guy. Uh, Actually, if you want to go to London, the oldest pub in London is called Ye Old Cheshire Cheese. It was uh, built, uh, rebuilt right after the Great Fire. So it's really Mm -hmm. cool. Actually, kind of a lot like the Banshee Labyrinth. Oh, nice. Uh, and yeah. when in Edinburgh this summer, that's where you can see that's, that, my wait, wait for, show. Wait for Plug Away, dude. Save no, it, the, the, the away. pros like, weave all that shit in. Oh, okay, that's good. To okay, make it fine. seamless. But yeah. Okay. But, but go we, ahead. Okay. Uh, go ahead. So, uh, good anyway. pub? Very nice pub. Not Did they, they serve you two pints of beer when you order no, one? No, not like, like the Sorley's, oldest pub in uh, New York. New York. <laughs> also, but not to be confused with... The Cheshire Cheese, which is another pub that's old, but not as old as ye old Cheshire Cheese. It sounds like you would get a barrister in one of those funny wigs presenting <laughs> a, a, a legal dispute over that. Maybe they should. They should. Order! It's right in- order! <laughs> I hereby, governor, I hereby order that the ye old Cheshire Cheese cease and desist. Um, so there's two pubs, uh, same two pubs. name. One's so, but in the first one, in the not old one, I heard the conspiracy theory here. Yeah. And this guy, he was saying that the whole reason that um, Harry and uh, what's her name? Whatever. Markle. Markle. Yeah. The whole reason, like, you know, the family kind of forced him to take her because it would make the royal family relevant again. If they yeah. like, you know, it, yeah. And so that was the whole thing was kind of start ele- elevating the royal family to like the Kardashian level. <laughs> were they Which, always like that i mean it's always, yeah but you know, but now even always... more like if he would have just married some you know if he would just married some some rich white you know british chick nobody would have paid attention to that wedding yeah but did they pay attention to william and kate yeah Wasn't he's that... the that's the king dude or that's the the king to be or whatever right because so what they call it over here it's it's because the way that the the the, the monarchy works, because I always thought like whoever's married to the the queen was the king, and that's not how it works. It's you know it's, yeah. the, it's the bloodline. So what they call it, they always have the two kids. You got the you got the heir, yeah. and mm-hmm. then the spare. You know, yeah, the, heir is yeah. Yeah. the guy you'll never be king. Who's Harry? Yeah, so that's that's Harry. Yeah, so he, he's so far down. You know, he'll never be king. So like he's kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And so this, his marriage, if he would have married some rich, you know, white, you know, Duke of Northumbria's daughter or something, you know, nobody would have paid attention to the wedding. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't know. We just don't get into it as much as in the UK. No, well, I mean, I I don't, I don't well, know what movie she's been in. But I that was the thing. I actually actress. I got into a, a discussion last week about this, and I was like, "Yeah, how about if we just not had the royal family?" But then people were going off about, "Oh, well, look, you know, it's bringing him into the 21st century because he's marrying a person of color and everything." So it was like, "Oh, okay, well, see that that that's <laughs> that's what it was. They're making they're making the royal family relevant." Right. <laughs> we don't care. We don't, we care. don't care in the States. I was it's just making, I was rich making, people. <laughs> rich people. Royalty, which is actually, actually kind of ties into um, today's uh, This is the President, Harmon. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So today, uh, what would you say if we had royalty in the United States, what, uh, what family would be, would be that, you think? That was political and not, uh, you know. The uh, Trumps. Yes. Okay. I was, just, I was trying to. I was King trying to Donald, hit you off the place. Uh, Queen Ivanka. Right. <laughs> no. Before. Before them. Pre-Trump. The Obamas. No. No. Before. Before that. Oh. Okay. All right. The Eisenhowers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now you're just. Now you're just toying with me. The Roosevelts. No, I would. Okay. Two would, generations. Would you not say the? Uh, they're from Boston. Oh, okay. So George Washington. <laughs> okay, all right, nice. I'm talking about the Kennedys, Harmon. Oh, that yeah, one never that, came to that, me. Oh, that, that never came to me. That ah, that, <laughs> that <laughs> political <laughs> dynasty. Ah, <laughs> 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 started by Joseph Kennedy, who was a bootlegger. Actually, the I think the, the he was a bootlegger allegedly, but then his I think it was his his father who's the one that immigrated. I believe it might even be a generation before that. Hey you, yes you. Do you like comedy? Of course you do. You're listening to a podcast where Harmon and I talk about presidential phone calls. So you like the funny stuff, huh? Then you should be turning into another podcast that Harmon and I do called Comedy History 101. In this podcast, we delve into the backstory of all things comedy related. From the history of the Comedy Store condo in LA, the Andrew Dice Clay controversy of the early 1990s, and, more recently, the history of the Trump and Giuliani and drag video. You can find the latest episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Comedy History 101. We school you in comedy. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy history 101. Yeah, so this is a this is an interesting. This is a not a, you know as we said we we're branching out here and I just kind of stumbled upon this tape and what it is it's kind of odd because it's basically an after dinner conversation in the Kennedy household. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And basically, what the story is here is that. Uh, on July or January second, nineteen sixty, Senator then Senator John F. Kennedy announced his, that he was going to be running for the president. You know, after kind of teasing about it for a while, right? And so him and his wife, a couple days later, him and his wife uh, Jacqueline had a dinner party at their house on January fifth, nineteen sixty, and they invited uh, Brett Ben Bradley, who was the publisher or uh, he's the editor of the Washington Post. Uh, Ben's wife Tony. And James Cannon from Newsweek, who brought brought along a recorder. He brought along a tape recorder to record the conversation for a book he was working on. Mm-hmm. So uh, they he just hit the recorder during dinner, and they just recorded their uh, their dinner conversation, and it's kind of interesting. And so that's what I thought we'd play today on today's episode of This Is the President. Okay, I'll go with that. 
Okay. All right. Well, you, if you could fire up the uh, presidential time portal there. Second. Your cigar. Cheers. You cannot exaggerate the egoism of children, can you? No. If I talk about Caroline, it's just really delightful. But listen, I'm just delighted to see Caroline and you. Uh, I was worried a year ago. Well, I must say this vacation made a hell of a difference. I never saw that kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I was away all the time, you know, my last year and then this summer. We're down here. What, did you take it to Jamaica? Yeah. That made a hell of a difference. I'm not a political type. My grandfather was a natural political type. I think I personally am the antithesis of the politician as I saw my grandfather, who was the politician. He was ideal. What he loved to do was what politicians are expected to do. Don't like, you? No, I don't. I don't enjoy. I'd rather read a book in a plane than talk to the fellow next to me. I think it's a 19th century politician, don't you? Like you can't yeah, the people century. are suspicious of. Obviously, you're a well-to-do guy who could uh, live off the fat of the land. Uh, why do you go in for politics? It's stimulating. Life is a struggle, and I mean, you're struggling in a tremendous sort of arena. In a, you know, it's like playing Yale every Saturday, isn't it? In a sense. Oh, but look, how could be more interesting than this sort of checkerboard chess struggle of the next seven months. You look at the call decisions that have to be made that are really life and death. You might want to go sit in the other room. You don't <laughs> no, 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 yeah, listen to that. They don't want to listen. They, they do. Like Tony definitely doesn't. We and love I, it, Jack. And I know Jackie doesn't. Yes, I do, Jack. I'm so interested. Everybody reaches a natural level. It's possible my natural yeah. level in the Senate. But I have to worry because I could be defeated. But you don't have to worry about your family by being out of a job if you should be defeated. No, but I wouldn't like to try to pick up my life at 45, 6 or 7 and start after 20 years of being in politics and try to pick up my life then. That would be a source of concern to me. Many politicians probably uh, are lawyers and would start something else. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. It would be a problem for me to decide. I don't know what makes some politicians succeed and others fail. It's a combination of time and, and their own quality. And, and their and luck. And luck. I mean, the margins are awfully small, I think, between, you know, those who succeed and those who don't. But at that time, I weighed about 120 pounds. I was a cadaver, renal deficient. That's why my father thought that I was not equipped for political life. Did you run for Congress with this greenness? Oh, yeah. He was out of brain malaria and uh, I probably had adrenal deficiency. Oh, Mr. Addison said, what is that damn disease? Addison's disease, they say, yeah. Yeah, that's just... Jack Addison asked me there, perhaps. Drew Pearson's man. Mm -hmm. I said, no. I said, God, the guy who has a disease looks sort of brown and everything. <laughs> I said, Christ. <laughs> uh, I said, that's the sun. All right. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and let the, the presidential time portal cool down there, Harmon. And we'll uh, have a little chat about uh, the after-dinner conversation at the Kennedys in Washington, D.C., uh, January 5th, 1960. So what did you think of that? I thought it was interesting. They they brought up a kind of a couple interesting points. I mean, I think the, the I think the probably the, the the point that kind of got to me was when you know Kennedy's kind of wondering about um, what would you, he would do if he'd lose you know if he loses this election. You know, he's like going, well, I don't you know I don't know what he'd do because he at that by that point he'd been in ten or twelve years. You know, so he's like going, well, I'd, you know, and, you know, he's in his early forties. So he's like, I don't know what to do. 
Yeah, but fortunately for him, he comes from a very, very wealthy family. <laughs> yeah, not as wealthy as Trump, but pr- but pretty wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't he did come from a family that makes ten billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> within his squirrel hair. No, not quite yeah. that. Not, not quite that rich. And what did uh, what was your take on that? Um, yeah, so it sounded like he had he's either be president or be a barista at the <laughs> Starbucks of the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if those so no the middle ground really. Yeah, it's either that or not. That that or he's out, man. At <laughs> yeah. the beginning, when he's offering people cigars, I want, I'm wondering if those were Cuban. Well, it probably could be. They weren't illegal. They could have been. They wouldn't. Yeah, it was about. They could have been real Cuban cigars. At that yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, sure, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the embargo wasn't there, so yeah, yeah. The at the uh, that was actually that was on. It was kind of right when it started because I think I believe the the nineteen fifty nine is when the revolution started. Was it January first? Uh, I'm not sure the exact month, the but thing. I do was, believe was, because when you go to Havana, uh, everything looks like it's still nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, hold on. The, the cars, the buildings. I don't know if we'd embargoed them, but it was over. You know, we already knew they were Cuba. That that uh, Castro was in charge. Yeah. So they could have been. Could be. Maybe they're like the last Cuban cigars smuggled out. We don't know. We don't know what cigars we they don't were know smoking. what those yeah. cigars were. It, it could have been Cuban or not. <laughs> I, I thought the other interesting thing at the end there, you could kind of barely pick it up. Um, they're talking about. Did you hear the part about Addison's disease? Uh, no, what is that exactly? That that's the disease that, that Kennedy kind of had, but they tried to. Um, uh, it's some kind of like adrenal disease, and they they tried to deny that he had it, and it actually came up that year as part of the campaign. It finally kind of came out. The family had been trying to hide it, you know, ever since he'd been senator. They've been trying to hide it. And what, what's the effects of that? Um, it's just, it makes you feel tired and you, it kind of gives you those droopy eyes and apparently, um, it affects the pigment in your skin. So it gets darker. Like you have all these, uh, it looks like you've been chewing tobacco around your teeth. Oh, wow. And how did he get that? They said it was just hereditary. Yeah. It's not like something you catch in the, uh, in the South Pacific or anything like that. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting that that, that kind of got brought up, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, what was? Uh, do you think you would have enjoyed having dinner with the Kennedys and uh, the Bradleys and the people from Newsweek? Well, I wouldn't have turned down the invitation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll accept this invitation oh, of okay, this yeah. hypothetical situation okay. that I'm invited to. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So you would you would you have a Cuban cigar? Um, yeah, I would have a Cuban cigar. You know, I've been to Havana. I, I've right. I've seen how they're made, and uh, yeah. Did you did you ride around in one of those old timey taxis? I did, I did. I took. Uh, I was going. I was chasing comedy clubs, and I took it to a comedy club that was across town. And when I got to the comedy club, it was not open. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I pounded on the door, and yeah. this woman was cleaning up in, in my broken Spanish. Even though sometimes they, it's like, but it's that's just how Cuba works. Yeah. It's like. Sometimes it'll be open and sometimes it won't. Okay. <laughs> I got it on the day, but it wasn't. <laughs> Even though it was like did, you know listed on the weekends that it would be open. Did you see any? Did you see any Kennedy Kennedy murals down there? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't believe I did, and I don't know how he's uh, looked upon because he was the guy that almost 
caused nuclear war with Cuba, didn't yeah, wasn't he? Kind of. Yeah, so I don't know that was the guy. if that that Eden modern day he would be, you know, let's celebrate him. I don't think there was a John F. Kennedy Boulevard. Okay. In let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but did they but they, they did, like but, Obama. But did they have a Martin Luther King Boulevard? Um no they didn't. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Right, but they right. had plenty of Fidel Castro named Good. streets and right. murals and shit. Right. Yeah. Emerald. All right. And um, Hemingway. They liked Hemingway. Hemingway lived in uh, Havana for a bit. Excellent. That was like a man. We just touched on all the 1960, early 1960s iconic figures right there. In that, all that the people scene. that might have been brought up in conversation at that dinner party. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and that was touche. A very, very well put ending. All right. So that was, again, uh, on This is the President. That was January 5th, 1960. Uh, Senator John Kennedy hosting a dinner party at our house. And on that note, we're going to conclude, Harmon, and as uh, you like to put it, your favorite part of the show, Plug Away. What do you got coming up? Plug Away. Oh, yes. So I have a book out. It's called Meet the Deplorables, Infiltrating Trump America. You can pick it up on Amazon. Uh, Coming July, I'll be producing a four-day storytelling festival from July 12th to the 15th called Story Fest at The Pit, the People's Improv Theater in New York, featuring not only my shows, but the best in the New York storytelling shows. Okay, and any other uh, podcasts we should be listening oh, to? Oh, yeah. If you, if you still feel inclined to listen to another podcast, another podcast that Scott and I produce is called Comedy History 101, where we dissect and dive into the history of comedy. Uh, and as our new tagline for the show goes, we school you in comedy. And indeed we do. And you can find that podcast in all your favorite places like Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Last FM, and soon to be coming our new website, ComedyHistory101.com. That's where you'll be able to find us. If you subscribe, don't worry about it. It should be automatic, but if you get lost, if, you, if a podcast gets lost in the mail, that's where you can find us. Well, Harmon Leon, thank you very much for joining me here on This is the President, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Melania is right now changing a diaper probably 40 feet away from me.